You're listening to Cape Watch Radio with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through the book of Joshua. Call me sinners, poor, needy, and weak. He stands to save you now, full of pity and love, mighty power. He's willing and able, He calls you now. The victorious Christian finds his strength, finds his shield, and finds his glory solely in the Lord. There is no other strength. There is no other victory. There is no other glory except in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as a victorious Christian, that is where we should go when we need help. He's an ever-present help in the time of trouble. He is with us at all times. Can you say, Jesus, you are my shield. You are my shield. You alone. Who do we turn to in times of trouble? Where do we gather our strength? In today's message from Pastor Dave, we learn there is no other source of strength or victory found outside of Jesus Christ. He's our shield, our source of strength. He's always with us in our times of trouble and will lead us to victory. Now here's Pastor Dave with today's edition of Cape Watch Radio. Joshua chapter 11, if you will turn there. So, as we begin chapter 11... The conquest of the Southland is complete. They've conquered all the cities in the Southland. They've conquered all that they were going to conquer in the South. And now they're moving on to the North. Each victory was a decisive victory. Each victory was complete. Joshua obeyed all that the Lord had told him to do. And he utterly destroyed every city every king and every inhabitant of that city. He did exactly as the Lord had told him. But yet we read in chapter 11, take a look at verse 12. Interesting when it says, So all the cities of those kings and all their kings Joshua took and struck with the edge of the sword. He utterly destroyed them as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded. So Moses through the Lord had commanded Joshua Early, early on, before they even entered into the promised land, the things that he was supposed to do when he became the boss. He did everything. He did all that the Lord had commanded him to do, and he did all that Moses had commanded him to do. The only ones that were left were those who dwelt in the town of Gibeon. Remember, two weeks ago, he made the covenant with the Gibeonites because he said that they thought they had come from afar because their shoes were all nasty and all the food was bread and moldy. Well, anyhow, they deceived them and they were deceptive. But they stuck to their covenant that they made with the Gibeonites. Even protecting them from the other countries, the other kings who wanted to destroy them. So the Gibeonites would end up being slaves of the Israelites and working in the temple of God. The Gibeonites' reward were being for, for just being deceptive, it's interesting, was they were going to serve God in the temple. That's mind-boggling. But as we see each step of the victory, as they get more and more victorious, the challenges that they face now increase. As they get victorious, the challenges get increased. So as the victorious Christian, because that's what our study is entitled, the victorious Christian, as you possess more and more of the abundant life, 
that is yours to possess through Jesus Christ. And as you walk in it by the Spirit, there will be more and more times that you will be attacked. There will be more and more times when there will be battles. And we talked about that last week. But even as we rest in the victory given to us on the cross of Jesus Christ, we can continue. We can continue on in the abundant life and the fullness of the Spirit, knowing that our God is going to be ever faithful. And He will accomplish that which concerns you today. Our God will do that as we rest in that. And we have Joshua as our example. So as we begin now, chapter 11, we see Joshua using a fundamental and foundational piece of military strategy given to him by the Lord. It's a strategy that Satan has used time and time and time again on us, even as a church. It's called divide and conquer. It's called divide and conquer. And although Joshua was a great military leader, he was a great military strategist, and he used speed, he used stealth, and he used knowledge The true reason for Joshua's success can be found in Joshua 14, verse 8. In Joshua 14, verse 8, it says, Nevertheless, my brethren, who went up with me, made the heart of my people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. There is Joshua's success in those words. I wholly followed the Lord my God. To be a victorious Christian in this abundant life that we've been given, we must in turn wholly follow the Lord our God. We must never turn to the right nor to the left, but we must fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We must fix our eyes on him and follow him. Joshua, when you read him, how can you not see but his great passion for the things of God? Joshua had a great passion for the things of God. And if you want to be used mightily by the Lord, like Joshua, you too must have a passion for the things of God. You must have a passion for what God wants you to do. Oh, that we would have this kind of heart. It's the heart that we enter and possess the abundant life. And though there be battle after battle, we must ever be seekers of God. We must be followers of the one true living God. We must follow him, look to him, seek him with our whole hearts. And when he speaks to us, we must obey him and his word, and we must submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. This is what the abundant life looks in the nutshell. This is what I see Joshua doing. I've seen this all along, because what happened? What happened the time that they didn't seek the Lord's counsel? They got duped. They got duped. They got deceived by the Gibeonites. Because they didn't seek the counsel of the Lord. You want to be duped in your Christian life? You want to be set up for failure? You want to have a hard time? Don't seek the counsel of the Lord. (laughs) Don't seek the Lord's counsel through His Word, through prayer, listening to the Spirit. Don't do that. You're setting yourself up for failure. But although Joshua made mistakes, and I love that about the Word of God, the Word of God always shows the mistakes of those people in there who were used mightily by God. And every one of them made mistakes. Every one of them made mistakes. But we see how the Lord used them mightily. Why? Because Joshua righted himself with God. 
Joshua confessed his sin. He repented of his sin and he wholly followed God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. And as he did that, he moved ahead victoriously. He didn't dwell on his sin, didn't dwell on his mistake, but he moved forward in victory with the Lord. We as victorious Christians must do the same. We must confess our sin when we find ourselves in a trespass. We must confess it wholly to God. I love David's words. Against you and you alone have I sinned, O Lord, and done this horrible thing. The Lord knows about our sin. We're surprised that we sin, but he's not. And when, but when we sin, we need to come back to him and say, I sin, Lord, and confess it to him. If we confess our sin, he is just and faithful to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness, the blood of Christ, continually cleansing us from that sin. But we must confess it. And then we must repent. And that simply means turn from it and do it no more. He didn't chastise the woman caught in adultery. He didn't condemn her, but he told her to go and sin no more. That was what repentance would be. Going and sinning no more. We have to press on in Christ. We must be very careful not to permit into our lives those things that are contrary to God's will. We have to be, and in order to know what God's will is, you have to be in touch with God. People say, I want to know what God's will is. Well, do you pray? Well, no. You read his word? Well, no. Well, then how are you going to find out what God's will is if you're not doing those things that draw you close to God? We must be in touch with God. We have to look at him. We have to seek his face on a regular basis. We must be in his word regularly. And we must be surrendering to his will through the work of the Holy Spirit. As we went through chapter 10, we saw that the Lord had given to the children of Israel the entire land to possess. And each victory that they had been given was by the hand of the Lord, even though they took the charge. They were the ones fighting. Actually, it was the Lord who gave them the city. If you go back to chapter 10 in verse 8, And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. In verse 12, then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. In verse 30, and the Lord also delivered it and its king into the hand of Israel. And in verse 32, and the Lord delivered Lachish into the hand of Israel. And finally, verse 42, all these kings in their land Joshua took at one time because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. The Lord delivered all those things into Joshua's hand. So what do we see in this conquest? What do we see in the conquest of the Southland? The faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God, if you will, please. Very important. Turn all the way back to chapter 1. Turn all the way back to chapter 1. It's very important that we revisit this. Chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. We're going to read 3 through 9. The Lord is speaking to Joshua after he appointed him to take Moses' place. In verse 3, he says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness that is Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, and toward the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. 
Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do all according to the law of Moses, which my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He has kept this promise to Joshua. He kept this promise and did exactly what he was going to say he was going to do. He kept it throughout every single battle. Every single battle. So with that in mind, now they have to go towards the northern country. They've got to defeat the northern kings and all of their cities. It's time to conquest the north one. So let's begin chapter 11 in 1 through 5. And it came to pass... When Jabin, king of Hazor, heard these things, that he sent Jobab, king of Madon, to the king of Shimron, to the king of Ashaph, and the kings who were from the north, in the mountains, in the plain of Sinaroth, in the lowland, and in the heights of Dor on the west, to the Canaanites in the east and to the west, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Jebusite in the mountains, and the Hivite below Hermon in the land of Mizbah. So they went out. They and all their armies with them, as many people as the sand that is on the seashore in the multitude, with very many horses and chariots. And when all these kings had met together, they came and camped together at the waters of Miron to fight against Israel. The northern kings decide to unite together. The northern kings. The word has spread throughout the land of the victories of Joshua and the Israelites. He says in the very first verse, when they had heard these things. What things? When they heard about Jericho. When they heard about the defeated Ai. When they heard about Bethel. When they heard about all the other southern cities that were destroyed and defeated. And when they heard about what happened to their kings. And all those who inhabited the land. They said, we better do something. They're coming this way. We've got to get together. We've got to bond together. Very similar to what happened in chapter 10 verse 1. When the Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard about Joshua, he gathered together armies and they came against Joshua. Same thing's happening here. We must know this, victorious Christian, that walking in victory means you become a target. Isn't this joyous news? Walking in victory means you become a target. When we are revived, so is the devil and his schemes and tactics. The Lord never said it would be easy, but he did say he would be with us and in him was victory. That's where we look. So figuring there were strength in numbers, as many people as the sand of the seashore, many horses and chariots, they got up. They have an attitude like, if we don't stop this guy now, we never will. If we don't end this now, it's not going to happen. How large is the army? Well, I did some searching. The great historian, Josephus, says that the northern armies consisted of 300,000 infantrymen, 10,000 cavalrymen, and some 20,000 chariots. Quite an army. That's quite an army. When I read this, though, it's pretty cool. You know, as you're studying the Word of God, you read things, and all of a sudden, something comes to your mind. And when I read this, I was drawn. I was drawn like a moth to a flame to Psalm 3. Psalm 3 is really cool. This is a Psalm of David, but it, it applies here. And I think, what, what's going through their mind when they hear of all these people? In Psalm 3, David writes this, 
Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say to me, there is no help in him who likes God. There is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept, but I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousand of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone, and you have broken their teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. I love that. I love that. That's what's happening here. People were telling David, there's no help in this God of yours. Why are you turning to him? There's no help. But David knew that God was his shield. Even though many others were against him, they couldn't shake David's love for God. They couldn't shake David knowing that God was his help. David was under attack from a cunning and ruthless enemy, just like Joshua. David needed a shield. He knew that God was his shield. The cool thing about this is, Many of the Psalms are prayers, but this wasn't a prayer. This was a declaration. This was a declaration. Oh God, you are my shield. That's a declaration. It wasn't, oh God, be my shield. It was, oh God, you and you alone are my shield. See, God was more than David's protection. He also was the one that lifted David up to higher ground, lifting his head up and showing him glory. There was nothing more glorious or head lifting in David's circumstances, but there was in God's. We glory in what? Fame, power, all these other things. But David clearly says, O my soul, hast thou made God thy glory? Yes. David says, my glory is in God. I'm going to glory in God. And that's where Joshua is. The victorious Christian finds his strength, finds his shield, and finds his glory solely in the Lord. There is no other strength. There is no other victory. There is no other glory except in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as a victorious Christian, that is where we should go when we need help. He's an ever-present help in the time of trouble. He is with us at all times. Can you say, Jesus, you are my shield. You are my shield. You alone. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But I will trust in the name of the Lord our God. I think it's the other way around. Joshua knew this. He knew that the Lord was with him. He knew that the Lord was on his side. And better yet, as we talked about earlier, Joshua knew that he, bless you, that he was on the Lord's side. Joshua knew that he was on the Lord's side. Very interesting. I'm going back to Joshua now. Very interesting in verse 5. Very interesting in verse 5. The name, the waters of Merimum. M-E-R-O-M, Miram. Very interesting. The waters of Miram are found in a valley. They're found in a valley known as Megiddo. That name should ring a huge bell to you because we studied it in the book of Revelation. In the valley of Megiddo, there will be a great battle, the last battle in the book of Revelation, the battle of Armageddon. The valley of Megiddo. Here you have, in the exact same place, this mass battle taking place. So what can we glean from this? And I've told you before that in the Old Testament, you see types. Joshua, we said before, is a type of Christ. So here you have a picture of the last battle of Armageddon, where Joshua is against all of these armies that number the sand of the sea. 
our Joshua, Jesus Christ, will defeat the armies of the world at Armageddon. According to what we read in the book of Revelation, I think it's pretty cool. And in verse 6, let's look at verse 6. But the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid because of them. For tomorrow about this time, I will deliver all of them slain before Israel. You shall hamstring their horses and burn their chariots with fire. I love it when the Lord encourages us. You know, there's nothing hidden under the sun to the Lord. The Lord knows everything. Why do you think he came to Joshua and said, don't be afraid? Because Joshua was probably afraid. (laughs) He was probably looking out there and going, wait a minute. He looked back at his army and looked back at there at that army and said, wait a minute, we have a slight discrepancy here, Lord. There's a few more of them than there are of us. The Lord says, don't be afraid. Remember when we studied the book of Acts? Remember after Paul's dejection at Athens and he went to Corinth and he ended up in jail? Remember the Lord came to him and said, be of good courage, Paul. The Lord always comes to us in our time of need. He always comes to us with words of encouragement. He always comes to us and say, stand strong, Christian. I'm with you. Stand strong, Christian. I've got this licked. Stand strong. I'm at work here. The Lord encourages Joshua to move forward. Why did he encourage him to move forward? Because the Lord says to him, I've already given you the land. Just go possess it. And it just drives me crazy. A lot of things drive me crazy. But anyhow, this just, 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 we've been given so much by the Lord. We have been given everything for life and godliness. We haven't been given an abundant life. But just like the Israelites who had to go in and possess that abundant life, we have to possess the abundant life that we've been given. We have to take it for our own. And so many of us So many of us choose to be the two and a half tribes that stay on the other side of the river. We're happy with the blessings of the Lord. Oh, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I don't need all that other stuff. You're missing out on so much. We're missing out on blessing after blessing after. Yes, there are going to be battles. I won't lie to you. Yes, there are going to be battles. But God has been victorious in all the battles. God has won the battle on the cross. It's over. It's finished. Oh, should we take what's ours? Lord comforts Joshua. When we meet an enemy that's larger than us, the Lord comforts us too. Enemy could be sickness, could be a financial problem, could be a relationship problem, could be an addiction, it even could be death. The Lord is there as our comfort. The Lord is there as our shield to protect us, to guide us and to lead us. We have this thing. We are not to fear. How many times do you read in the gospel when Jesus appeared, he would say, fear not. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Why? Because fear will lead us into unbelief. Fear is the opposite of faith. Believe that what I say is true. Believe that my words are true. See, this is what the Lord is trying to impress upon Joshua. Joshua, don't be afraid. Don't stumble now with fear because you're going to turn into unbelief. Believe what I've told you. Have I failed? Have I failed to do anything I said I would, Joshua? Believe it. I've done it. Please move forward in victory. He's telling us the same thing today. That's all the time we have for today on Cape Watch Radio. We hope today's message has been a blessing to you and that you've learned more about God's faithfulness throughout history and in your own life as well. Be sure to join us next time as Pastor Dave continues teaching verse by verse through the book of Joshua. 
We here at Cape Watch Radio would like to invite you to listen to more messages from Pastor Dave by visiting our website at capewatchradio.com. All Pastor Dave's messages are available to download for free. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes to have updated messages sent right to your computer or phone. That website again is capewatchradio.com. If you'd like a CD copy of today's message, just send us an email with today's date to info at capewatchradio.com or give us a call at 609-884-5821. That number again is 609-884-5821. We'd also love to know more about you and find out how we can pray for you as you continue on your journey of faith. Sometimes we all need a little extra prayer. We're so glad you joined us today on Cape Watch Radio. We'd like to encourage you to keep studying the Word of God and making Him a priority in your day. We pray that as you continue to learn more about the God-infused journey of the nation of Israel in the book of Joshua, that God will show you the blessings and promises He has for your life. And be sure to join us again right here on Cape Watch Radio.